When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast Owner's Morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Get your sign-up bonus for new accounts with a match bet of up to £25. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk. And happy St. Patrick's Day. Welcome to the morning line on the Final Forum podcast. As always, I'm joined by betting expert Darren McGrath. Good morning, guys. Hope you're well, my friend. And live from the track. Mr. Dennis O'Regan, Cheltenham Festival winning jockey, who's got a good chance today as well, I think. Dennis, are you drenched or is it better weather today? Uh, morning, Emmett. Morning, Darren. Um, happy morning. St. Patrick's Day to you too. Um, am I wet? Um, no, it's very dry here now, Emmett. Uh, the sun has miraculously come out from behind Cleve Hill and it's one, It's like a day in Portugal. Um, nice. the, sun, the sun is out, the skies are blue and there's a breeze and... Uh, I'd expect a nice day of weather ahead. Portugal, of course, uh, the destination for most jockeys after the Cheltenham Festival is to give themselves a bit of a break. Uh, So the going as we have it has been updated to soft, heavy in places as we switch to the new course for St. Patrick's Day in day three. Uh, Yesterday, you were saying that while the rain hadn't fallen yet, as we were recording at half eight in the morning, that the clouds were looming and rolling over Cleve Hill, and clearly the rain was coming, yet the clerk of the course still watered the track, and, well, it was bloody brutal conditions, so bad that Patrick Mullen's face, after he had won in Fasal Vega, and in the winner's enclosure with Lydia Hislop, was covered in muck. Somebody could have handed the man a baby wipe, I think he was making a point. It was brutal conditions <laughs> yesterday. 
Uh, no, I think I think to be honest, uh, Emmett, all us national hunt jockeys would prefer uh, that kind of ground. Um, anyone that's complaining about the ground really uh, at the moment should shouldn't be here. Um, it's only an excuse to not run a horse, or they're not going to win one or the other. Um, the the predicament the the new clerk of the course was in on Tuesday was that they had a very dry day and there was a few jockeys that voiced their concerns here on Tuesday about the going and he was in the sort of predicament where it was just about okay by the last race on Tuesday and uh, apparently the weather forecasting that they get and even I got this verified on the BBC uh, forecast yesterday that it had been a very mixed bag uh, whether they were actually going to get the rain on here yesterday or not. Um, anyone that's come out and said, including uh, Paul Nichols, uh, who said that the, the the rain was guaranteed at Cheltenham yesterday, is actually telling a lie because I looked into it and... It, they weren't guaranteed uh, to get the rain. There was a 40% chance yesterday that they weren't going to get the rain. So it's a very tough call because if he didn't water on Tuesday evening, especially after the jockeys voiced their concerns, there would have been a deluge. If there was no rain yesterday, there would have been a deluge of non-runners. There would have been an awful lot of non-runners here yesterday. And that would look very bad on racing. Um, due to the fact that they did water and... There was a deluge of rain. Uh, there was very little non-runners yesterday uh, because of that. And there shouldn't be anyone really complaining about the ground, to be honest. And it's a tough gig for his first year in the in the in the job as clerk of the course. So I wouldn't hold him. I wouldn't hold it against him. I'd actually praise him for actually listening to the jockeys and uh, taking action rather than sitting on the fence and maybe hoping. Well, the voice so of him. the voice of reason from Dennis O'Regan. I'm delighted you said that because uh, our friend Chris Cook in the trade paper wrote "Tempers fray and resentment rises as relentless rain ruins Cheltenham for some." Not mention, not least the aforementioned Paul Nichols who pulled Brave Man's game. I don't think he ever wanted to run him in the first place. Quite frankly, no. uh, stage star had bombed out. Uh, uh, Shallow hurdle winners have a terrible record in the Ballymore, and of course Nicky Henderson went on a, a rampage as well. It was all it was all the ground's fault that Shishkin um, bombed out. Not nothing to do with any of the errors. Uh, it was all ground related. So intriguing that. Well, I read. I, I, yeah, I read in. I read in there now what Nicky said last night. Of course, I always read the facts like and what they actually write and uh, and say. And Nicky did say that he didn't handle the ground, but he didn't blame the clerk of the course. He said that the clerk of the course was right to water. But he didn't blame. He just blamed the ground being what it was for Shishkin's performance. Now, on top of that, I can't see that there was much difference between the ground at Ascot when he when he beat uh, Energy Mean to the ground yesterday. There was no. I didn't. If it was later in the card, even you know, if it was the last race or the second last, you'd say something. But uh, the fact it wasn't, and I, I just, I, I'm not having that as an excuse either. Um, to me, Shishkin was very disappointing, and obviously connections are very disappointed, but to me, he didn't look like he was up for it yesterday anyway. Yeah, he, he never really was travelling with the enthusiasm that, that um, you expect from him, and the Mullins yeah. camp changed tactics as well, and it came off to, to great effect with uh, an argument. Um, I, yeah. I have to ask you about it, because to be fair, you were saying to me, give it to me, 
give it to me about Delta Warwick. Yeah, yeah. Just, just <laughs> bring on the punishment. Yeah. But to be fair, yeah. you were the one who said it, it was Katie who broke the news that he was going to run because they were schooling him over the, the Banks fences. But you were the one who said yesterday that Delta Warwick had jumped more Banks fences than he will actually bu- jump in the race. So yeah, it was there for it, us. But yeah, he was there, but I still... Uh, it must have been a hell of a uh, performance from Delta Work to win it on his first ever run in it, really. Yeah, um, yeah. uh, you know, you'd have to nearly say that he's probably going to win it for the next couple of years and take the mantle from Tiger Roll because um, he'll only improve from that, I would say. Um, and I suppose he is a kind of a Gold Cup slash 160 rated chaser. He was entitled yeah. to that. He was entitled to be in the mix. I, I just feel that with Tiger Roll, I felt yesterday that. Uh, he runs to about 170 around the cross-country course and he wouldn't run to 110 in a handicap hurdle in Avon, but he would run to 170. He would run to 170 in the cross-country in Cheltenham, if that makes any sense. It's a sort of yeah, special yeah. sort of race. And he is definitely a grade one horse on that course. And uh, I, I just felt if the ground stayed as it was Tuesday on the as it was on Tuesday, I thought he wouldn't have come off the bridle. But the fact that it rained and it did rain heavy, and even this morning there, and it's a lovely dry day here. We were down cantering horses this morning in the centre track, and you could you could see the splashes of water. You know, it definitely was too soft for Tiger Roll yesterday. But there we go. Never take away from the winner. It was a good winner, and uh, it wasn't the it wasn't the it wasn't the result everyone wanted. But uh, uh, it was great to see Michael O'Leary cry after. <laughs> very good very good because there's two there's two pieces actually uh normally we do the the stories afterwards but i'm just going to do them now and no romance no sentiment michael o'leary stays true to the end with tiger roll delta work staggered across the line three links cleared the rest there were no team orders he said it was every horse and man for himself uh melissa jones of the final forum podcast uh, said cheltenham crowd boo as tiger roll is pipped in farewell festival win in cross country and then the Irish independents say O'Leary admits to booing the, his own winner as Tiger Roll is denied <laughs> oh he's some man <laughs> as you said it's great to see him cry <laughs> yeah it was never knew never knew that emotion was in there to be honest yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody did um all right, so uh, on the basis of what we've learned from, from yesterday and now when we switch to, to the new course, um, I'll, I'll ask you the question that I've been asking you every day. You've been uh, galloping horses, so they take a light gallop in the morning, and uh, horses who will run tomorrow have now arrived, and they uh, get a, a bit of a, a work into them as final preparation. So Jinto, I'm sure, has had uh, full preparations before he bolts up in the potato race tomorrow. Um, how are the team looking? And before I ask you that, I should say, Two winners on the day for Gordon Elliott. You were saying that the team were very, very nervous yesterday. There's a that great video that uh, Katie Young put up, a day I'll never forget, as the whole uh, team of the uh, Elliots go absolutely ballistic when Commander of Fleet gets up to win the Coral Cup. And uh, then, of course, the one-two in the cross-country as well. And we should mention three-stripe life ran a stormer behind Sir Gerard. It did. And under yeah. top weight, under a welter burden in the Grand Annual. It was a, a superb performance from Andy Dufresne yeah. as well. And, of course, American Mike it was. finishing behind Fasal Vegas. So the Elliott team very much back on song. 
Yeah, well, they weren't out of song. I mean, they had a couple of seconds in uh, the couple of seconds in the first day as well. But it was just you know the amount the volume of horses here uh, that Gordon has this week. You know, there is a huge level of expectation here, and uh, you know until you get one over the line, uh, you're always that little bit nervous. And uh, we were really banking on Tiger Roll to do it yesterday, and he didn't even do it. But we still came away with two winners, so it was great. Um, <laughs> I have to say now, I didn't fancy Commander of Fleet. Um, Commander of Fleet is actually a previous grade one winner at the Dublin Racing Festival. And it was just touched yeah. off here in a Ballymore, I think. Uh, second. Yeah. Uh, he had the form in the bag, but he obviously lost his way for a long period of time. But he actually did win a, a good grade B handicap at Navin during the, And he beat me, yeah. actually, on a horse of Dennis Cullen's, a great view. And I was, uh, I was, I was, uh, I thought that was his goal cup that day. And uh, I didn't expect him to come out and do that again. So it was a good result, great result, really. Uh, I was also very impressed with Martin Brazil's horse, who was second there, faster, slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, he's the horse I take out of the race. Um, I, um, I have young Darrow keeps staying with me there uh, at a house up the road, and he fancied him yesterday. He was very keen on him. So uh, it was a good race, good to watch. And uh, yeah, the form is good now. They're all buzzing. And who's pulled out today looking really well to you? Um, to be honest, i seen uh, Tully Begg there this morning. I thought he looked quite well. That's your, um, this is your ride in the Thames. That's your ride. It, uh, it is, yeah. I thought he was he was quite well. And uh, I was very happy with Party Central there. I rode her yesterday morning, and uh, she, I think she's going to run a big race today in the Mayor's Novice okay. Party Central. Um, so that's going to be obviously my tips are going a bit south this week, lads. But uh, hopefully she'll hopefully she'll do it. You and everybody <laughs> else, by the way. Don't, yeah. well, don't, my, don't, don't worry about Queen, it. Queens Queens Brook and Tiger Roll are, are were my two kind of uh, ones uh, for the early part of the week. Anyway, and they both two ran with huge seconds. credit. Yeah, they ran with huge credit, didn't they? So yeah, um, yeah. Carried out in the so, show. Uh, Plus, he had a, a 50, 50 to one shot just nailed for place money as well. So, uh, I wouldn't be too harsh on yourself. Uh, if you had one yeah, horse it. today, who would it be? Bob Ollinger. Wow. Good man, Dennis. We're on. We're yeah, a wheelbarrow of money here beside me. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, being a, I'm, I'm being taken on on all sides here. I'm, I'm with Galloping. Ah, yeah. There's too much class, I think. I think you're going to find out that Gallopin's got too much class. Hopefully, uh, one of us has to be right, surely. Uh, there is a slight irony that it's St. Patrick's Day and the opening race is only Irish runners. So, so we're getting yeah. one back on the board anyway, uh, for, yeah. for certain. Um, uh, Dennis, uh, I'll leave the last question to Darren. No, just, just in relation to Bob Ollinger, you mentioned there, Dennis. What, what do you think? Like, it's a head-to-head -head very disappointing turnout with four runners. Very disappointing. But I think he's going to have too much class. Um, what would you think yourself? Yeah, I I, 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 I really like Galpin the Champs. And, and, you know, it's a tried and tested sort of theory for Willie. I reckon uh, he won the Martin Pipe a few years ago with Sir the Champs. Then he went on, I think he won this race. And then he went on for the Gold Cup the following year. Yep. So he, he, that's the kind of route he takes with a Gold Cup horse. Um but, uh, you know, Bob Ollinger just, I just feel the ground, is, the track will suit him on the slower outer track. 
uh, more with his jump and if there's uh, he's a very good jumper I think but apparently the the the, the signs are very good I mean uh, the reports were excellent of him schooling around Navin just recently I just had a chat with Henry this morning there just briefly here on the track he's quite confident and uh, you know if all things be known he's he really is an exceptional racehorse Bob Bollinger anyway um, he's never ever been beaten has he so uh, Galloping the Champs has been beaten a couple of times um, I think Fer- yeah, Fernie Hollow downed him but that, was, that was it though and for oh, me I think with, with uh, Bob lads there was the um, there was kind of a moment where the penny dropped at him as they turned in for home against Capadano and he looked like he was in trouble for a split second and there's always a time when a horse comes into itself and, you know, understands what it needs to do. And I know Capitano didn't run particularly well yesterday. It was, it was a bad run. But just then, the way that Bob Ollinger kicked on, he just yeah. showed very good acceleration strength. Did. And he just looked like a proper, proper racehorse. Yeah. And I think when you're, when you're in a head-to-head, you know, and you're trying, to, you're trying to, to weigh it up, you know, I think Galloping de Champ is going to be, you know, is, is a lot more easy on the eye you know, probably looks more pleasing, jumps better. But I think this fella's just a real deal. And I yeah. think that it was when, when the penny drops with a horse like that and they learn to use that type of acceleration, that's the yeah. difference in big races. Well, that's it. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I wasn't blown away by Galloping to Champs jumping in Leprechaun. No, I wasn't. No, I think, I think he'll jump well today because it's not a big field and he'll, he'll probably pop out in front, actually. He'll yeah. dictate mm-hmm. the race. Mm-hmm. He'll control it, which you'd be nervous of that. But... Uh, he'll get a clear sight of his fences, and uh, I just hope the two of them jump around clear. But I, 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 I just have a funny feeling now. Uh, the way the track, the track is today now, uh, on the on this on the outer track there, it's a more of a galloping track. It's all a little bit slower, bit more time, and I think that will play to Bob Ollinger's strengths. Uh, I really do. I think he's he accelerates the way he picks up, as you said there, Darren. He's, he looks the real deal now, and. Uh, no, I'll probably just side with him briefly. It's a great race, isn't it? Really, only two, only two that can really, only two real ones in it. But to to, to think about, but Jesus, some race. Um, yeah. Very hard to very hard to pick between them. But I'm going to probably just side with Bob Ollinger on this occasion. It's going to be some spectacle. It, it really is. I, yeah, I know it's, I, it's it's disappointing. It's a small field, but it is yeah, still going to be some spectacle. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, and just getting away from that, actually, a frontal assault. I think is he running today? I think oh, he is. He is. Um, uh, he's uh, he's he'd be probably my tip for today. Good man, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now yeah, we're now yeah, we're yeah. cooking on gas. Yeah, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. <laughs> we're now we're sucking diesel, by. Um, yeah, 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 I love this yeah, one. Ro- yeah. Rob, Rob James yeah. on board. So the Codfather's been jocked yeah. off again. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, uh, he hasn't won over fences yet. But he just his form is very very strong and. Uh, Rob yeah. James claiming that that three pounds is is incredibly yeah. valuable. Yeah, no, he's a good jumper. He's a good jumper. Um, I think he's kind of been trained for the race. Uh, he looks he looks kind of uh, he looks fantastic here this morning. I've seen him and uh, he looks really well. I think he's kind of he could be chucked in here now in this kind of a race. Oh, um, I like to hear. He should. He, he, yeah, he. I I'd be fairly strong on him today now, and I think Sire de Burley will run a big race in the attempts as well. Even though he's plenty of weight, um, he's been here and bought the T-shirt a couple of times. Uh, he's he's a classy little horse, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a decent horse. He'll run well. 
Well, you said he's riding sassy at classy. Any any thoughts there? Yeah, well, I was I was I was kind of I I I was kind of um, I have a good rapport with uh, sassy. Yeah, classy. I have a good bit of a uh, back form on her, one on her, and she was I was second on her the last day. She would want the ground bottomless. Um, yeah. Whether she's quite good enough, I don't know. Uh, she would need to find. Uh, she would need a lot of luck and running, you know. She needs a bit of space. And uh, if she came down the hill and was latching onto them there in about tent, if she was still in tent, I could see her running on well up the hill, you know. Um, but mm -hmm. she, she, you know, it still takes a lot of winning to pretend. She need to have a good few pound up your sleeve, and I'm not so sure she has that up okay. her in her armor. Uh, she'll run her race now. She'll run a solid race, but. Uh, she just doesn't seem to. I, I, I think she's fairly exposed. Um, yeah, uh, I would say Tully Bake now hopefully has a good chance there. Hopefully, yeah. please God. Well, I think it's great yeah. that as the three of us are all Gordon fans, big Gordon fans at yeah. that. You know, Sergeant yeah. Burley, good discussion on Sassy, and then Tully Begg. You know, I think he's he, he, he has a great chance in the race, I think. He does. No, he does now. Uh, he has, again, though, when I think back to couple of years ago Delta work just beat Glenn Lowe a short head they pulled well clear the third like you need that type of horse not sure they're all them types of horses you know so okay uh, so you need you kind of need something that's going to improve uh, by just being here you know handle the track handle the occasion all that kind of stuff and has a few pound up his sleeve as well um, it's a tough race now but I'd be more inclined to stick with my own horse in this Tully Beg without trying to sound too confident. <laughs> well, I, too, I, uh, I, I think yeah. of, of the Elliott team, he's the one. Uh, I, I think you've got the best chance. And, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. Okay. And I went through the, the stats on Proform yesterday and your horse is the one that comes out with all the, the lovely green dots that you want to see. Yeah. Uh, Cyroform yeah. on the track for Shalikoff. Um, Cyroform left-handed. Yeah. Um, ran here, it ran here already around the track. He was fifth in that in that qualifier back in yes, uh, in October. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like he's been around. He had a bit of experience here, and yeah, he's uh, he's he's he's, he's got the right. He's a nice horse, that Tully Beg. So I'm looking forward to riding him now. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, get get getting get going anyway somewhere. Get 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 a bit of luck and luck and running, and yeah, I could just see him going well, running well, you know, and putting up a good performance now today. Please and God. And courtesy of uh, Proform, by the way, uh, Gordon Elliott, break returners in March, 90 days plus, 39 pounds, 13 pence to a level stake, to yeah. a one pound level stake yeah. profit. Mm. We'll take that. Yeah. Go on, mm. Tony Beck. Yeah. Go yeah. on, Oregon. <laughs> Hit that job done for... <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. No, uh, no. Listen, enjoy St. Patrick's Day. Um, hopefully Thank you're in you, the winner's enclosure. Um, whatever happens, enjoy the day and uh, we'll chat to you again tomorrow for the final day of Cheltenham 2022. Hopefully, hopefully um, we can get... Hopefully you can... Something, something will click today and I will get a few pounds. I'll make it a bit more comfortable coming on tomorrow morning. Frontal assault. I've got the job done. <laughs> Frontal assault, hopefully. Thank you. Darren's already <laughs> loaded up the satchels. Thanks, Take Thanks, care, Darren. my friend. God Good bless. All the best. Cheers. Bye. 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 Dennis O'Regan, live from Cheltenham uh, with us. Uh, Darren, I know you and I were talking about the state of the, the ground yesterday. I don't know whether we should just wait until we're doing the review about this because uh, I think 
he summed that up beautifully. So maybe we'll just move on and hit the new course. Ah, oh, yeah. Look, that's that's okay. We we were disappointed yesterday with how things panned Jeez. out. When he was watering overnight and watering again in the morning, you know, as punters, you you're you're all your work is is going towards good ground horses. Then by the time the second race is there, you're 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 waiting on a face on a face plant. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know you're just like that ain't going to work. But as you say, there's no point in kind of just kind of moaning about it. We we leave it for the review and we can have a good chat because there's a lot of influencing factors and a lot of opinions. Yeah, so the plan is three reviews. Uh, one is going to be with Nick Luck where we talk about the big stories. Uh, the second will be recorded later that night, hopefully with you, Darren, not catching you by surprise, and Dennis O'Regan. And then the third is with Paul Ferguson and Dennis O'Regan as we look at the race tactics and how... Uh, the races themselves unfolded uh, for Cheltenham 2022 that will be recorded on Monday and Tuesday. So uh, looking forward to getting Darren's and Dennis's insight as we look back on Cheltenham 2022. Dennis is brilliant, though. He's very articulate there. And, Fantastic. you know, for guys listening, you know, understand where where they come from as, as jockeys and how they're reading form is very, very informative for the listeners, you know? Oh, yeah. He, he's, and the amount of uh, direct messages I've gotten about both of you uh, and how much people are enjoying the morning line, which is fantastic. And thanks very much. And if you like the show, just share it on social media and make sure you're following all uh, podcast apps. But thank you so much for continuing to make the Final Forum podcast the number one horse racing podcast in the UK and Ireland. And hopefully we'll bang in some winners for you today. Uh, non-runners, go another one. And did they leave you out too? Are out of the pretemps. Uh, Mr. Fisher and St. Calvados go from the Ryanair. Uh, they're out. Simply the bets. I don't think Paul Nichols wants runners at Cheltenham anymore, quite frankly. Uh, p- pistol whipped. <laughs> Fusil raffles. and Fusil raffles. And present and counting are out of the 410. Walking Clover is out of the 450. Janica, who was being talked up on the show as a big danger... Um, to Frontal Assault. He's out of the 530, uh, along with Lord Accord and the Mighty Don. So they're the non-runners. We've discussed the, the Turners. Um, the I don't think we need to go back into that again. Uh, it is a, a coin toss. Order for Thames, I think. I think um, it would be madness now not, not to listen to Dennis. He made made a very good good case for Tully Begg there mm. at, at 16s. Um I, I had jotted down, and in the sense that I I, I wasn't uh, going to have a bet, I jotted down Sassy at Classy, I jotted down Dunboyne and Sire du Burley because I do think Gordon is going to have a good day today. That's kind of the way that, that sport generally unfolds for us. But yeah, I, I, I thought that, that Dennis made a very intelligent argument and at sixteen to one, you know, I think people people should um, you know have a small a small interest anyway. Yeah, Tolly Beg would be my each way pick in the race. I think Alpha Philippe is going to take some stopping. Uh, horses who wear headgear have got a great record in the race. Um, the, yes, I'll just I'm completely stealing Paul Ferguson's work here. Only one winner of this century rated one fifty plus, so that's Sarah de Burley in trouble. Uh, only one winning five year old. There's none in the race. Uh, nine year olds. Only one of the last thirty nine winners was older than nine. That counts against a lot of the field. Um, only one winner of the century hadn't run during the calendar year, which would be against Tully Bake. However, we said yesterday that training methods have changed. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, and I think the fact that Gordon is going with the tried and tested route of getting his horse prepped, as in Galvin, for example. He got his horse prepped at Cheltenham and then went, that's it, done. Um, Tiger Roll was the same when he ran his, won his first cross-country. He ran him in November 
um, ran in the race and was eye-catching, and Lydia Hislop asked him, and Tiger Roll, he ran an eye-catching race. What's the plan with him? March, and he walked off. Um, so I, I think this has been a long-time plan with, with Tully Begg, and uh, I think he's got a massive chance, but Alpha Philippe for Fergal O'Brien and Paddy Brennan is well handicapped, wears a tongue-tie, uh, headgear is very important um, in this, and uh, yeah, I think they're they're the two that that really interest me. Um, the Ryanair. And just going back, sorry to you know key points that that we're kind of that we need to stick to in relation to our punting. You know, you can you can get a there's a huge uh, variance in terms of the offers, the place offers. So your each way yeah. terms, guys, in, in this race, you can get up to eight places down as far as four places. So, you know, with, with four a field places like is this pathetic, by the way, that's pathetic. Yes, there's, and, and there's a couple of the bigger firms are, have gone four, which is miserable. Um, but I'm just, just kind of saying to people when, when you, you have a listen to Dennis and you're taking a 16 to one price on board, you know, if, if, if you can get a high number of five, six, seven, paying eight places, I think that's, that's a huge advantage to us. By the way, they're paying four places, this big, this big time Charlie firm, and they're the same price yeah. as everybody else. They're actually shorter prices than some. Um, which is, it's an embarrassment. Uh, Kaluki paying eight places in this race and are now best odds guaranteed after 9 a.m. as well. So keep that in mind as well. Brilliant. And they are on course. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and uh, are willing and ready to take your bets. At the Ryanair, look, uh, he, what, what do you say look, about Alaho? He, he was so good last year. If he stands up, he just wins again. Basically, look, as I've been saying to people in, t- in terms of you know, the betting strategy across all of Cheltenham that I was having my shorties, as I call them, in singles, doubles and trebles. Alaho is in. Um, and look, there was unbelievable performance last year. Uh, lovely recent run in Turles where he was looking very comfortable, jumping for fun. So, yes, I don't think the ground is going to be an issue. Um, you can take him on if you want, but I wouldn't be. And he beat Fakir Duderi, who then comes over to Ascot and Bolton. Won a great, won a great one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was a great one or a great two. I think it was a great one. Um, so good luck, yeah. good luck trying to take him on. Uh, I know Conflated is in there and, and is intriguing. And and to be fair, you're right, it was a great one um, at uh, at Ascot. Uh, but just good luck taking on Alaho today. If he stands up, he's going to win the race. Uh, yeah, like Conflated, they didn't seem to have agreement on Gordon's side. If you remember, Gordon was leaning towards the Gold Cup. Ryanair sponsor the race. Mm. It looked it how I would read it anyway, there was a little bit of pressure from the Ryanair side to to turn up here. And that's not a good enough reason to take on Alaho. No, it's not. And Gordon was desperately trying to to make his case that he should be running in the Gold Cup and they weren't having it. So O'Leary, I've heard those phone calls. The, the, the O'Leary's being the O'Leary's. Plenty expletives. Plenty all around. Yeah. There you are, having a nice, innocent breakfast, and the next thing for... Uh, right, the uh, the stairs hurdle is very, very competitive race. We've got the defending champion, Danny Mullins, on board, uh, Flooring Porter. He's first winner at the Cheltenham Festival uh, coming last year. I think he's going to take a lot of beating, but Time Hill, um, who's actually quite negative in the betting now, um, as is flooring porter, this market is confusing. Uh, Classical Dream has gone into favourite with Kaluki at seven to two. It's then a joint second mm. favourites with flooring porter and Time Hill. Champ is fives. Uh, Royal Kahala eleven to two. Paisley Park, the old boy, is sevens. Um, and song for someone who I, I put up on the show at fifties 
is now into 28. Um, and back out to as short as 25s with some firms, which, uh, yeah. I, I could see him running a, a pretty decent race, particularly with those who are going four places. Um, horses who are unexposed over this trip and stepping up to two miles are intriguing. But with the 50s gone, I, I couldn't put him up in good conscience. If you want to take 33, is fine. But I'm, I'm all over Flooring Porter here. Look, when it's that tight across the head of the market where the prices on the first four, arguably even the first five, are as close as they are, that is telling punters that there can be multiple different outcomes here and nobody has a particularly strong view. You know, play with caution. You've already taken a little bit of value, as we're seeing from doing the program. That's absolutely key. You know, that if, if you can get value a little bit anti-post, it, it helps you on the day. Um I have um, had a bet on Royal Kahala. Um, I just think with the with the allowance, um, she has a good chance. Um, conditions are going to suit, but you've got Flooring Porter, Classical Dream. You know the the, the argument there is 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 for a number of them. I think is really really trappy. And if if people were thinking that you know taking a break for for a race, this might be one to enjoy. But I just like herself. Um, she won last time out in 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 Goran, and it, it was a nice run, running to a very good mark of plus 150s. I have jotted down here in my notes, um, and she was coming off the back of uh, a win on soft ground previously at Christmas in Leopardstown, where she beat Heaven Help, help Us by a neck. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like um, Royal Kahala and... Um, I just think Peter Fahey is one of the underrated type of trainers as well. Not, you know, as big and fancy. Mm. No, but, I, uh, you know, I think uh, the man is very, very talented and strike rates on, on big occasions are good. So so that, that would be what I would jot in there, guys. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with that. And um, he's he's a horse that you shouldn't be ignoring uh, in market but uh, should mention by the way that he's running born patriot in the pretense and he finished in front of tully Vake, uh at cheltenham so he right might, he might have a particularly good day but there's a quote from him that i want to read to you just to give you a little bit more of an incentive he did say that as long as the ground is safe she'll definitely run but the most important thing he says is i couldn't be happier with her and i wouldn't swap her for anything you have to love yeah. bullishness like that uh from a trainer the uh the roy delargy loves the name of this race, the Craft Irish Whiskey Co. Plate Handicap Chase. Um, Chase. I think, so we've talked about the Glancing Queen uh, on the show quite a bit, and of course she's formed with uh, Lon Press. Alan King uh, has a Cheltenham winner on the board already, and he's very pleased with her preparation. Yeah. He couldn't be happier with her. So on a line through Lon Press, you'd, you'd have to be intrigued. That being said, uh, I think Grand Party is very, very interesting here. Well, we hadn't chatted beforehand, and um, that's what's written down at the top of my page now as well, oh! taking into account that we can that we can get six places, you know. So, look again, it's it's trappy, but it's good. Um, it's very very competitive. Um, I think that that it's one really to have a small interest in, but we're starting to see now the trainers that are informed, the horses that are handling, you know, the type of horses that are handling the ground. And yeah, let's let's kind of look towards Gordon and Davy in this one. You can get kind of eight to one. That type of a price is probably still around, maybe even nines. 
And yeah, look, I, I, I think you should have a small interest there. And Kaluki paying seven places each way in this race as well. Um, ah, look, that's class. That, that look, is class. For, for listeners, they, that's very honourable in terms of terms out of Kaluki. And maybe I, I don't mention them enough when, when I'm chatting because, you know, um, I, I would think of all of the different firms, but they're very good place offers. So if people haven't got involved with them, I think as they support the show, they should. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they're good people. And as I said, are standing at the course all day. Uh, 4.50, the Ryan Ryanair Mares Novices Hurdle, grade two. We should be calling it the Dawn Run, basically. Uh, so Willie Mullins and Ireland have dominated this race. Um, Dino is Blue. it going to change this year? Uh, whoa, mate, all no. right, give us. I don't think so. Uh, Dino Blue, I was very taken with the fact that when initially asked at the Cheltenham preview, that Mikey Fogarty goes, Dino Blue is going to win this race. He, he, she's the nap right. of the festival. And then I went, so you love mayor's races at Cheltenham. And he'd ranted about how he hates them. And he goes, no, 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 and switched. But he was very, very taken with her at Clomel. Um, she obviously handles uh, tough going, which it may very well be today. Who, who it was quite shocking knows. that day in Clonmel, yeah. It was awful, but she powered away. Uh, and the form has worked yeah. out quite well in, in the end. Um, my Lighthouse ran a massive race the other day, for example. I think she's the number one. I can't talk about this race without mentioning Statuaire, who I've talked about quite a bit. Um, she's made it. I think, though, the ground is going to be, be against her. I can't really see, having a look through the form last night, you know, has, has she done well on these type of extremes? Not really. Not uh, really. She, she's won in yielding to soft. She's won on. She's been pulled up on soft and very soft in France. Um, it was good ground when she beat my mate Mozzie, and then at the Dublin Racing Festival, mm. she wore a hood for the first time and was beaten fifty six lengths. So yeah, I, I think it is time to look elsewhere, and this is where it's intriguing about Party Central, um, and, uh, and and Dennis talking talking her up, uh, and, and that's not something that I would ignore. Um, comes into the race in, in tremendous form. W- what's your overall view on the race? I was I, I was just very taken um, after the the Clonmel run by Dino Blue. Like I ju- I just was, and you can sometimes get into a trainer's head and nearly figure out exactly what Willie was thinking. And he he knew then where where he was going. Um, interesting then that Mikey Fogarty would kind of you know, give a view and then take a pull. Maybe someone said not, not to say anything <laughs> and he was trying, and you know, he had to kind of change tact. But um, I, th- I think really with, with form on the ground is key and with the ease at which uh, she did it. And, you know, um, I think, yeah, that's where my head is at. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. I think that, uh, and the McManus camp are very, very bullish about her as well. So, Frank, we actually got something yeah. out of Frankie Tightlip. So, uh, don't complicate your mind. <laughs> Dino Blue gets the job done for us. Five to two is the uh, best price currently on offer as we're recording the morning line. And then the, the last race of the day is the Kim Muir. And we've already talked about uh, frontal assault. Rob James claiming three pounds. Um, Gordon Elliott's also got Fakir Delane with uh, young young Swan on board. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about schoolboy Aris today. We believe this is Derek O'Connor's last season in the saddle. Um, he landed his first win over fences in the Leopardstown chase. That was one hell of a way to do it. But there's also a horse in here called Smoking Gun for Gordon Elliott and Jamie Codd. And I was intrigued that of all of the Elliott horses, um, the only one that Dennis had any interest in talking about was Frontal Assault. 
So, when jockeys are as categoric as that, and when we're looking at, you know, what we're trying to achieve here, give me an argument for taking Dennis's point of view on, you know? Um, I don't think there is one. Yeah, I, I think that, either. you know, part, part of the... Part of the ideas here, you know, of doing the show is bringing on people with good opinions um, that can benefit punters in terms of trying to find winners or having less losers as well, which is key. <laughs> and yeah, I just I was listening, I was listening very carefully to him there, and 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 I think that um, for people listening, I'd be um, taking that very very seriously now, to be honest. Yeah, uh, Rob James has taken three off as well, just as I think is an important point. Yeah, uh, like he is top weight, carrying eleven stone twelve. But that he's stealing that three pounds. By the way, that that is pure oh, stealing that three pounds. And um, he ran a fantastic yeah. race to be eighth in the Martin Pipe last year at Cheltenham, and, and course form can be a, a massive help. So uh, let's not complicate the mind. Frontal assault is is the selection for me. Um, who is your overall main hope of the day, Darren? Uh, Bob Ollinger, Dino Blue, that. I probably um, have a double done there as well, but if you ask me to pick one of them, it will be Dino Blue. Okay, um, Gallop on the champ. Uh, I, I would agree with you with uh, Dino Blue. I tell you what, I've done, and we didn't sell you on between. There's two of us trying to convince you on Bob Ollinger. I can't. can't and you be... played along obviously during, during the chat, and then you turn around and 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 you pull up stumps and go with Gallop in the oh, shop. Okay. Oh, I never played along. I never I never switched allegiances. <laughs> it's a team sport. It's it's a team it's sport. fake news. <laughs> I, I can I can flip-flop, but I never flip-flop there. There's there's a line that uh, Danny said in in the Toad special that we recorded in in the build up and he said he was riding against Bob Ollinger um, when Dara Keefe was on board. And there was a couple of times at Gorn particularly that when they're it's the real steep incline as they approach a fence. And as he was approaching it, he was looking at Bob Ollinger and he went, oh, he's going to go. He's going to tip up. And he said that yeah. last time out, he thought Rachel just gave him a very, very canny ride. It was a really clever yeah. ride. Now, it is a small field and he was devastatingly impressive at Cheltenham last year. Um, yeah. So with all that in mind, he, of course, deserves to be the, the big contender for Gallop and Deschamps. But Gallop and Deschamps was robbed of his opportunity of running in a grade one because he had to pull up uh, at Limerick. And they've thought the world of him for a long time. And I will leave you with these words, Paul Townend. It's a match. Uh, however, you have to be able to jump around here. And I think my horse has the edge. Speaking of jockeys having confidence, Paul Townend. So I actually did an exacta, Gallop and Deschamps and Bustleton. Just in, just in case there's a total oh, upset. The little shrewdies there, yeah, I total like Total upset. And Bustleton stays on to be second. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, fascinating inside. And, uh, listen, Darren, looking forward to doing it again tomorrow as we preview the final day. It's race through of Cheltenham 2022. But bear in mind, 14 races still to enjoy. Uh, so very much, Darren, enjoy today. Best of luck to you, except with Bob Ollinger. Best of luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <Indeed. laughs> <laughs> on that note thanks Emmett. and on that bombshell but uh, no enjoy it yeah. I, I'll eat my humble pie if I if I am spectacularly wrong but I think Gallop and the Shumps the star uh, listen I hope you've enjoyed it um, great insight again from both Darren and from Dennis and we'll do it all again tomorrow enjoy St. Patrick's Day 
not just a Cheltenham St. Patrick's Day, but actual St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy it, and hopefully it'll be more success to the Irish. And I say that with the greatest of respect to our UK listeners, because 72% of our audience are based in Britain. But you know as well as I do, you're back in our horses today. Best of luck, everyone. Stay safe and enjoy the day. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast owner's morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever bought. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Get your sign-up bonus for new accounts with a match bet of up to £25. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kalugi also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalugisportsbook.co.uk.